guys. What's going on? What's going on? Entertain the geeky. Hello there. Hello. We have scoured the internet. <laughs> scoured? <laughs> it was real hard. We had to look real hard to find all this information. To find videos on <laughs> the new Zelda gameplay. Yes, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, coming out in May. So, yeah, I mean, we can just jump right into this one. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a sequel to, it's a, first of all, it's a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, which has only been done a couple of times in Zelda history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Link's Awakening was a, technically a sequel to A Link to the Past. Majora's Mask was a sequel to Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And the Oracle games from Game Boy Advance were connected. Oracle okay. of Ages, Oracle of Seasons. Their connections were more subtle. I think they were, I don't remember. I haven't played those in a long time, but they were connected in some way. Tell us tell us out there what how they were connected, because I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so... Uh, you know, it's interesting, first of all, to see a direct sequel to the previous Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, which came out, oh my God, way back in 2017 is when. Is it that Breath old? Breath of the Wild came out. Yeah, 2017. Now that I'm thinking about it. Holy <laughs> shit. And here we are in 2023, finally about to play the sequel. <laughs> that game was huge though. Yes, it was. It was a very big open world um, Zelda game that I think harkened back to the days or harken back to the very first Zelda game, um, where they gave you your sword, and then they said, go, go explore. Uh, Breath of the Wild does it a little differently. Breath of the Wild gives you your abilities, and then just says, go explore. Um, you have objectives and you know uh, quests and stuff that you can go complete or go start, but you don't have to. I mean, the map is huge, and there are 124... Uh, shrines all over littering the map that are basically just little puzzle rooms that you go into solve a puzzle get a reward yeah you can (laughs) that's one of those games that you can legitimately go into and get completely lost and have no idea how to really start the game yeah i mean i don't when i when i play that game now i don't even when i leave the great plateau i just start looking for shrines i don't even do the nonsense stuff until i have the master sword (laughs) because in that game also yes you have the master sword but you have to have 13 heart containers before you can draw it because it requires your life to draw it. So it you have to will at least kill 13. you. Yeah, it will kill you if you don't have 13 hearts. Um, it doesn't kill you. The, the Great Deku Tree stops you before you die and says, hey, you're going to die. <laughs> Go out there and find some more life force and then come back. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is, though, when you go to the... Lost Woods area where you find the Master Sword and the Deku Tree, uh, there are four shrines in that area. So if you go into that area needing just that one more heart container, it's there. It's you basically gotta, set up. You just got to yeah. get those four shrines and you get that last heart container. <laughs> so while you were talking about that, it reminded me of when you would go get the guidebook back in the day. Sure. I, and I remember, like, you'd go, I think it, most of them were like 15 or 20 bucks to get a guidebook for a game. Yeah. yeah. But it was like all of the secrets of the game. <laughs> well, we proved uh, many times throughout gaming history that all of the secrets was, they were being a bit generous with the word all. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, it was a very liberal <laughs> all. They were like, <laughs> or a conservative all, I guess, is a, is a better way to put that. They were very conservative with their all. 
Um, because yes, there was definitely other stuff. More stuff to find yeah. that later we found out because we have the internet <laughs> now. Well, I mean, <laughs> we it, don't have to buy game guides anymore. We just have some guy on the internet who played the game and found literally everything. <laughs> when it's it's everything that he found and everything that Billy found and, he, and Sherry found. And he found. typed it all up and he yeah. put it on the internet. <laughs> Everybody's like, for all of us to read. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, this guy's put 700 hours into Zelda. Yes. So, yes, he, he's found everything. Yes, everything. absolutely. Um, so, so the sequel. Yeah, yeah, so the sequel. I think in order to frame what the sequel is, it's important to talk a little bit about the mechanics of the first game. So in addition to, again, just kind of being a big wide world for you to go and explore, it changed a lot of things we had become accustomed to within Zelda games. Um, it kept the stamina bar, which was introduced in Skyward Sword, which is fine. The stamina bar works fine, and it's a nice little thing to also keep track of. And um, you adds know, another use, layer of difficulty to layer, the game. Yeah, yeah, into the game. Uh, they also you can't just find rupees and hearts by cutting some grass or breaking some pots. <laughs> yeah. uh, the game's economy actually starts out quite slow, where you have to kind of build up some money before you can buy better armor or better weaponry, or well, not weaponry, better you know, quality of arrows, uh, bomb arrows and ice arrows and fire arrows and lightning arrows, all that stuff, right? So uh, also weapons in the game, you can pick up weapons, uh, enemies drop them, you can take them and you can add them to your inventory, uh, but they all have durability. So they don't last forever. After a certain amount of time, a certain amount of use, it starts to, the little icon flashes red and a little message will appear saying, hey, your weapon's about to break. Yeah, your shit will break. Yeah. <laughs> Which... You know, could be uh, considered, was considered by some players to be annoying uh, in some ways that even the Master Sword, once you get it in your possession, is not uh, everlasting. It breaks and it has to recharge. Um, so that was an annoyance to some people. I think right away in the sequel, some, one of the things we've seen in a lot of the trailers uh, leading up to the gameplay trailer they showed off was the Master Sword gets broken early on in the game. Uh, Malice from Ganondorf's corpse kind of burns Link's arm and the Master Sword that he's holding in it. So I think they're taking the Master Sword out of the game. Either that or you're going to rebuild it and maybe make yes, it stronger. Yes, you must reforge the shards yeah. of the Narsil. Yes, make it stronger. And maybe when you finally rebuild it, then Andoril, flame they'll, have, the rest. they'll have fixed the idea that it breaks and just say, no, once you get the Master Sword back... It's just the Master Sword. It's a sword. Cut Sauron down. You know what I mean? Because like, that was a, a complaint that players had of the first game. Is Look, I understand all these little lowly man-made weapons. Sure. This is the Master Sword. Right. Well, I mean, from a, from a <laughs> gameplay standpoint, like if you're spending this much time yes. to procure that particular item, like, come on. Yeah, and, and the second game looks to see, looks looks seems like uh, it will be rebuilding the rebuilding of the master sword will be a part of its plot, which fingers crossed. This doesn't happen. A lot of people are worried that that means we're going to see uh fee again from skyward sword, the most annoying companion in all of Zelda history, even more annoying than the little fairy who's who hey. yelled at you. Hey, Hey, yep. <laughs> uh, fee literally explained every single thing about the game to you. And then after her big, long diatribe of, of dialogue, we would have, uh, her confirming that we got all of that. So then you had to say yes or no. And it defaulted to no for some reason. So if you were just speeding through the dialogue, you might have to listen to the whole thing again. Oh, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> they did that in Ocarina of Time too. I was going to say, I remember it in Ocarina of they Time. They defaulted to no, I didn't get that. <laughs> Why would you default to that? <laughs> 
But so that is odd, isn't it? Yeah, they were being thorough. Yes, but so we we've seen the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild. We see the Master Sword glow and talk to Zelda, which we all know from the lore is Fee. Fee is inside the sword. Fee is the spirit that dwells within it. So she's what's speaking to Zelda. So there's speculation this might be the return of Fee. I hope that's not the case. And if it is the case, I hope they give us the option to tone down her annoying nature. Uh, also, I should probably have a voice now because everyone has a voice in Breath of the Wild except for Link and NPCs that you encounter. Right. But all the main characters have voices. Um, but so there's been, you know, uh, ups and downs. People love things about it. People hate things about it. Um, Tears of the Kingdom can fix all of that based on what we saw in the gameplay trailer. Um, can also introduce some new problems. It can. There's no doubt. Um, but the idea of fusion, which is something they introduced in the trailer, where you can take different ingredients and mm -hmm. different weaponry and different items that you find in the world and fuse them together to create weaponry, to create vehicles. Um, so, you know, something as lowly as a stick, right? A little stick that you're going to swing like a sword. It's a low little thing and it breaks after you swing it three times. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, you can affix a rock to it. Right. Awanuma shows us, oh, the stick's almost broken. Well, I guess we'll have to throw it away. Wait, maybe we can do something else. Let's make a hatchet. And yeah, he, he fuses it to a boulder mm -hmm. and makes like a hammer, which then has its own durability. Yeah, different durability. Yeah, right, a yeah. higher level of durability that the stick has on its own. So you, you, I wonder how, how far that extends, right? Can you make swords more durable? Yeah, can you make them more swordy? Right, exactly. Can we find ore metal deposits and make our sword stronger in that way? Yeah, is is there going to be a smithy to go visit? Right, is there, and I think that's the question I think a lot of us that are excited to play this game have, right? Is, are the weapons I find that I enjoy going to be weapons that I can hold on to and right. use for a little while and then reforge them or fix them in some way to re to replenish the durability that they have? So that when I find that one unique thing, because there are uh, weapons and um, shields in Breath of the Wild that are unique. There's one of them. And if once it breaks, it's gone. You'll never get it again. There's one treasure chest that has it, and that's it. The kite shield is a good example. It's a weird, uh, it looks like a kite. I mean, there's just no better way to describe it, but it's got like all the insignias and stuff on it. But there's one. It's a treasure chest uh, in the desert somewhere, I think, or either either in the desert or in the... Highlands near the desert. But that's it. There's just one. Is yours broken? No, I put mine on my wall in my house and just kept it. Because <laughs> you have these little display things in your house that you can just put weapons and shields on. So the ones Too that you want to keep, you can just hang funny. up. Like, these are my trophies. <laughs> you know how many hours it took me to find that thing? <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the, you know, the, the second game can address those concerns, right? Can, yeah. I, can I use it until it's almost broken? and then find a smith or fuse it with something in the world that will repair it in some way, or at least give it a longer lifespan. There, there's a, with that part of the game in particular, it's, it's just, it's wild because they took a game that they made, that was relatively open to begin with. Like all the Zelda games have been very, very open games. No, a lot of them are very linear, man. Really? Yeah. That's the, that's the reason breath of the wild was, for lack of a better term, a breath of fresh air. Because I, I felt because it wasn't linear. I felt like, uh, like even Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Like while they're not 
I, I feel like they're relatively open while they're not open world. So open world is ever there's no loading points. I, I think there's there's levels, right? Sure. Yes. Does Ocarina of Time have an open world? Yes. But are there places in that open world you can't go until you've hit certain progression marks? Yes, yeah. absolutely. No, that's fair. A that's true fair. open world, I think, lets you just go wherever you want to go from the outset. Here's your sword. Go explore the yeah, world. Good and luck. Every okay. part of the map is accessible to you in some way or another, right? Some some require you to do different things. In Breath of the Wild, it's wear different armors because if you go up high in the mountains, you'll be cold. So you got to get armor that protects you against cold. If you go to the volcano, you'll catch on fire. You got to get armor that protects you from catching on fire. But every place is accessible to you from the outset. And I think that's what that that hasn't happened in a Zelda game since the Legend of Zelda from Nintendo. What's well, the thing that's been so impressive about it also is just how fucking big it is. It's huge. Yes. It's very, very big. For a Nintendo game at that. It's the largest Zelda game they've ever created. It's wild, yeah. man. And then they're like, okay, so on top of all this stuff, you can just pick up shit. You yeah. see something? You fucking pick it up. Yeah. You Materials. Don't, you don't like you don't like how it is now? <clears throat> Make it into something. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Fusion, I think, is gonna change the way we play and and i think it's a it's a natural progression of what players were already doing within breath of the wild's physics engine because that's what they did they just created a physics engine and they gave you a power where you can lift up metal objects with mm -hmm. a magnet so what people were doing what i have done is taken two of the magnetic cars carts and set them on top of each other and then use the magnet on the one below that you're not standing on and you you've created a flying machine where you can literally raise the metal and it will lift the one that's sitting on top of it Too into funny. the sky, right? Because it doesn't register you as standing on it because you're technically not standing on it. You're standing on another one that's sitting on top of it. So <clears throat> I think I think what the devs saw in the creativity that some of the players came up with to do those things, they said, why don't we just build them a way to do that then? Yeah, let's make Mario Builder. Right, let's build them in the game a way to just create things, create means of conveyance, find different ways around different problems. Because that's something that's fascinating about Breath of the Wild as a game. There are puzzles that have, puzzle rooms that have different solutions. They're the same, it's the same puzzle room, but it's about how your brain perceives the puzzle. How I do the puzzle might not be the same as how you do the puzzle, but it doesn't make your way wrong or my way right. It can be solved it can be solved ways. either way, yeah. right? And that was that was fascinating to me. I would look up, you know, little little uh, videos of people doing them, and seeing literally the same puzzle being done totally in two completely different, different yeah. ways. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that uh, the creativity and and how far players kind of stretched what they had built in the Breath of the Wild world is just something they're leaning into. Right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. want everybody to experience this how their brain thinks they should. So if there's a problem to solve, your solution is going to be different yeah. than my solution. Go ahead, Vanilla Ice. Like right. you can do this. Exactly. <laughs> so within that, as 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 far as creating, right, we see him in the video create a little boat, a little raft to yeah. get across the river. But in the trailer, we've seen a hot air balloon. We've seen a car. We've seen a little stone disc with those little repulsors attached at the corners, and it's just floating. Like, it's your your imagination is going to allow you to do whatever you want within this game's engine. 
yeah, how where will it stop is really the question there. Well, I mean, it has an end, right? There's it will stop somewhere. Right, right, right. But <laughs> where, where where is where is the ingenuity of the player going to end? Cuz obviously you're only going to have so many objects that you can have interacting with one another. Sure. But what if what if it was like, okay, I'm going to connect this river to this mountain? Well, yeah, obviously. Fusion. No. no. no if but it it's interesting. I want to see where they draw the lines with it. Right. Uh, and that, I think that's one of the things there's going to be people that bitch about it. Uh, and there's going to be other people that are like, this is the greatest thing that they've ever done in a Zelda game yeah, ever. I'm, I'm really excited to try it. I'm also excited with the idea that the sky islands is just a whole new map mm-hmm. sitting right on top of the, the of still Hyrule, huge yeah. Hyrule map that they built for breath of the wild. So a way to give you an incentive to re-explore the map of Breath of the Wild is now the land's connection to the sky. And at different points, how there are going to be ways to get to Sky Island. We saw one of them in the video when he rewinds a rock that had fallen off of one and rides it up. So interesting ways to use the map that we're already very familiar with in new ways, right? I'm 100% familiar with every inch of that Zelda map. I have spent way too much time hunting down Korok seeds to not be familiar with every inch of that map. <laughs> I know each blade of grass, God I, damn it. I, the, the Switch does a terrible thing, and other systems have now followed suit, because if on my PlayStation 5, I can see how many hours total I've played a game. Yeah. And that's not good sometimes, because it makes you feel like a crazy person. It, I have literally spent <laughs> over 300 hours playing Breath of the Wild. I was going to say, it, it's a couple of things that it'll do to you. One, it, it depends on your uh, your motivational processes, but like if I see that I've spent 300 hours playing game, I'm like, yeah. fuck, dude, that's 300 hours I could have spent doing fill in the blank. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I could have been curing cancer for that 300 hours, but instead. I'm not smart enough to cure cancer. <laughs> I'm not either, but you still, that's, that's, the, that's the scenario that you give to yourself. You're like, I got to fucking, I could have learned quantum physics in that time or something sure. stupid. Realistically, no, you couldn't, but yeah. um, you could have used that time learning guitar. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Game, game systems so have all started adopting it. And mm-hmm. I don't like it. I'm going to be honest. And I don't think I'm alone in that. It's no. not a point of pride to say I've spent 600 hours playing a video game. I remember looking <laughs> in World of Warcraft and seeing... It maybe is for some of you, and that's fine, right? Like, if you have the 600 hours to to play a video game and devote your time to it, great. I get mine in, you know, intervals, but when you start tallying it as a running total, it makes me feel embarrassed. How, how many years do you think you've gained? Like know, too Like, many. full years, you know? know what, if you added all the hours together? No, I don't want to. <laughs> Well, so that would uh, be sad. That would be sad to find out you've spent like a third of your life doing this hobby. Well, Cause you spend, what's the, what's the amount of time sleeping? How much of your life is sleeping? It's an obscene amount of time. Yeah. It's like a third of your time is yeah, sleep. Yeah. So then another third was video games and you've got one other I've third, got one third that you used to work. That I work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this life is great. This is a great well, uh, life. I was, Tara has had a couple of like these teenage drama shows that she's been into. Sure. And I would watch them with her because I love her and she is my person and I'm her person. Sure. So we're watching this God awful series. Okay. (laughs) And there's like six seasons of it. So you go through it and I, I ended up telling her one day, I'm like, you realize that I have lost days, not hours, days of my life 
to Pretty Little Liars. Yes. And she's like, I never really looked at it like How that. How many more days have you lost to Overwatch? Oh, good amount. <laughs> right? Good amount. Yeah, exactly. I think it balances it out. But uh, That's the funny thing with Overwatch. I, I can, I'll get on and I'll play for an hour, and then I won't think about it for a week. And I've gone like months without playing before. That's, I don't know, you're not a gamer, bro. It, I got to have my games at least every day, if not every other day. Yeah, no, I have my times, but I, I like to be competitive with it also. So, like, I took time away from Destiny. I came back to Destiny, and they had added so much content and shit yeah. that I was not competitive. And I was like, fuck this. Sure. I don't even want to play. <laughs> so I'm not playing it anymore. Because I was like, man, I'm going to go the through grind the story. The grind is real, man. The grind is oh, real. If you want to keep up, you got to grind. You got to do it every day. You want to keep up with the Joneses? I want a bigger house someday. You know, sure. <laughs> I, I can't I can't spend 700 hours on Destiny just so I can shoot Billy in the face with a bow. I understand. And again, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I agree, right? Because again, seeing it all laid out, how many hours total I've spent playing a video game. The longest one on my PlayStation so far that I've seen was Batman Arkham Knight. I've played that game for like 200 hours. That doesn't even surprise me at all. Because not only do you play it through once, and there's a lot of stuff, right? It's like a 60-hour game to get everything in it. But then you have New Game Plus to play, which ups the difficulty and has you do all that stuff again. (laughs) With the exception of collecting Riddler trophies, which, thank God, they don't make me collect Riddler trophies twice. I love that you're like, I I beat it, so I had to play it even harder. Yeah. You got to challenge yourself, man. (laughs) I got I to I gotta get that nightmare <laughs> difficulty. I got to finish. I, there I, are certain games I don't do that on, right? I'm playing the Resident Evil 4 remake right now. And I don't care to ever play it on professional mode. I don't need to prove that to myself because I just I enjoy the game. Are you ready to go to the proving grounds? I'm not going to the proving grounds. I will not play the game on professional. <laughs> I, have done, I have done hardcore on Resident Evil Village, so I may give hardcore a try on the Resident Evil 4 remake, but... Professional, the the mode above it. No, I don't care. I, don't I did care my time. That. I did my time. I don't care about that. That's right? that so is that is funny. that is the mode where one hit can end you, and and even a hit from a lowly enemy takes away three quarters of your health bar. Right. So no, I don't need to do that. I don't need to prove that to myself. I'm good. <laughs> that sounds really frustrating. <laughs> but so I'm playing on professional mode. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. Uh, But again, so kind of winding back around, right? I think, uh, you know, what is going to make this sequel to Breath of the Wild amazing is that it takes all of the things we were doing anyway and just makes them part of the game. Integrates them very well. Yeah. I hope they have given us a return to more traditional dungeons, maybe in the Sky Islands, where there's like traditional Zelda dungeons, where there's enemies and puzzles and a boss, and then you move on to the next one. Um, because they are bringing back Ganondorf. That is something we've seen in trailers. Ganondorf has been in some kind of mummified yeah, like stasis. stasis. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a dark theory, and I've heard it, other people say this on the internet, uh, that they have, yes, out there on the internet, I've heard you, and I agree with your theory. Uh, <laughs> Ganondorf was, the reason Calamity Ganon has been for years and years rising again to destroy Hyrule is because they've literally been keeping Ganondorf, the physical manifestation of Ganon, locked in a dungeon, and they've been siphoning off the energy that he generates naturally because he's immortal, 
and using it to power their technology. <laughs> I think they are responsible for the rise of the calamity, the Hylians. What if we found out he was actually like the original king? And well, no, he's a Gerudo. He's, he's the king of the Gerudo. Right, but what if they were the world shapers and God, more or less? What if that's what he was? And every single time you go to fight him, you are going to... You're, you're in no. conflict with God himself. No, Skyward Sword set all the record straight. Uh, Ganon is the embodiment of pure evil. Okay, fair he enough. He is malice incarnate. Yeah, Satan. So, yeah. Satan, you're going to war with Satan himself. Maybe it's just... A, maybe he's a concept. Maybe that's what but, he is. But I think in the same way, Majora's Mask kind of twisted the Ocarina of Time story into something a little darker and a little freakier. It did. I think that's what this game might do. With the Ganondorf that we've seen, clearly imprisoned, clearly having some kind of energy siphoned away from a wound in his chest, which he got long ago in another game. He's immortal. Right. He's been in him, him personally, has been in every one of these games except Skyward Sword in some way or another, because in Skyward Sword it was Demise. And Demise is the power that, you know, keeps Ganon immortal. Uh, so. <laughs> Energico. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think they have created the problem that they've been having. And that in the, at the end of the last game, Zelda makes a point to say, after you fight Calamity Ganon, when you fight the, the big pig monster Ganon at the end of the game, Dark Beast Ganon, uh, she says he has given up on regener or reincarnation to assume his pure enraged form. Given up on reincarnation? might mean that the embodiment of Calamity Ganon can no longer exist. That's why Ganondorf awakens. And now you have to kill him again. Well, Ganondorf's a whole different type of ball game, right? Ganon, Calamity Ganon and the way it's presented in Breath of the Wild is a, an energy force, right. like a, a, a thing like Sauron that's trying to get a physical form again. Ganondorf is the immortal embodiment of the human Right. That has given rise to that power over the years. That's a whole different ball. He's like a sorcerer, you know, <laughs> one of the most powerful practitioners of magic in all of Hyrule ever. <laughs> so this could be a whole different, the, the idea of going from what we did fighting Calamity Ganon to going back to Ganondorf, the man and a real sword fight with Ganondorf. I think the last time they did that really well was Twilight Princess the last phase of the boss fight with Ganon is just a sword fight between him and Link. And it's brilliant. It was done really well. It's challenging, but not, you know, frustrating. Like, they found a really good mix, and I would love to see something like that again. I hope. I hope. Gonna, gonna, gonna Those are my thoughts. You're going to take the shards of the Nasil <laughs> sever the finger of Sauron. Sauron, I'm sorry. I think reforging the Master Sword is going to be a, a big part of the game, and I'm looking forward to that, too. They're just making Lloyd, Lord of the Rings. That's all they're doing. I We're going to find out that there's a ring nah, and that Link has to take it no rings. to Mount Doom. Nah, there's no rings. It's Hyrule. Yeah. Hyrule. It's Link. The spirit of the hero. He's going to take it to Mount Doom. He carries the spirit of the hero, man. <laughs> so did Frodo Baggins nah. and a ring. Now, nah, Frodo Baggins was just a hobbit. The hobbits yeah, were was... more resilient than the other races. People underestimated them. I was going to say, it, tiny. I don't think that they were necessarily more resilient. They were, uh, no, they were. unsuspecting. Mm -mm. Hobbits were more resilient to the mind control effects of the ring. Mm, okay, the mind it, control. That's okay. why he gave it to Frodo to guard and hide in the first place. They're just more resilient to it. 
It's why Frodo. It's why Frodo can carry it for so long before it starts corrupting him. Shit, Boromir touches it once and it corrupts him. No, he he had the 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 human boner for it you know for what sure. I mean, yeah, so like yeah. The hobbits are just a little more resilient to the corrupting influence of the ring. Resistant or resilient? Okay, resistant. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Like imagine in terms of like tabletop role playing, they have you know plus three uh, <laughs> to yeah. the saving throw. They have a they have a good saving throw against mind intrusion. <laughs> And Link, he is the saving throw. That's what Link is. He's the spirit of the hero. <laughs> That's actually something that I think it's cool that we finally have clarification on, right? Because of what Skyward Sword told us, Demise inhabits the body of Ganon, therefore Ganon is immortal. Therefore, every Ganon across every game is the same Ganon. Zelda is descendant from the goddess Hylia. So every person, every daughter in her line will carry the blood of the goddess. And they name them all Zelda. It's why I don't understand why they never tell us Zelda's mom's name. It's because it's Zelda. It was right? Zelda. It would just be Zelda. They name all the children Zelda, all the girl children Zelda. In any case. <laughs> this is my daughter, Zelda, and this is my oldest daughter, Zelda. Yes. If you're a girl and born to the royal family, your name is Zelda. So <laughs> We're going to get this right. Zelda is a genealogy, right? She is the goddess reborn time and time again. Link is the soul of that first hero that when Ganon rises again, finds a champion whatever timeline Ganon rises in and inhabits the body of that champion. It's always Link, right? I guess it doesn't have to always be Link because in the old games, you could name Link whatever you want. Yeah. His name is Link, but I could name him I could Fart name him Ass Face. <laughs> if I wanted yeah. to, which I probably did when I was nine playing the game, you know? Because I <laughs> thought it was funny to hear He's... people say, hey, Fart Knocker. <laughs> Is like in Fart Knocker. <laughs> Thrust his sword into Ganon, delivering they the did final that with blow. The Final Fantasy games. They always let us choose the names of the Final Fantasy characters. Oh man, we made up some terrible names for well, some I mean, of those Final Fantasy yeah, characters. When you're a kid, you're an asshole by default. Like everybody's yeah. like, kids are sweet and no, you're pretty awful by default. So yeah. then it shows not in uh your interactions with your friends. It shows in your fucking names that you pick for video games. Yeah. I know. I always named. Like, I played Final Fantasy VII a lot. I always named Cloud my name because I I wanted everybody body, did yeah the hero right. But then you have like Tifa who's like Cloud's girl yeah, and you're so like so it was just Cloud's girl. Or you had uh, Barrett who was basically Shaft, so his name was just Shaft. <laughs> I mean, he was. In fact, Shaft. when they when they did the remake and they finally gave him a voice, I was just like, yeah, Shaft. That's that's what I always envisioned him being. Nick anyway. Fury. Yeah, like it's who he is, right? Like that's just. Uh, that's how I always envisioned him. If I was going to envision a real person embodying Barrett, it would be Samuel L. Jackson. Getting these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking <laughs> yeah, exactly, plane. Right? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I guess to, to wind it around to the conclusion, uh, I am very much looking forward to whatever this game has in store. Well, there's one thing that we didn't talk about yet, and that's swimming through ceilings. Oh, well, yeah. One of the abilities they showed off in the gameplay trailer is the ability to, yeah. Ceiling swim to any, any room that has a ceiling, anything with it. Yeah. Anything with the ceiling. He's like, you see that fucking cave right there. Oh, it looks like there's a hilltop on it. Let's see if we can use it here. And he he just goes up through the mountain, like passing through the rock. Yeah. It it was so crazy looking though. It almost looked like he was going into hyperspace. Yeah. He was just like swimming through the rock. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, that's, that's one ability. And then the rewinding time we saw in the gameplay trailer. So those are two abilities that we've seen in other trailers as well. We we saw one where he 
uh, some enemies had pushed a rock down a hill at him and he froze it and rewound it and threw it back at them. So that's cool, right? It's interesting. Right. But those are the only two abilities we've seen so far. And we know that in the original, in Breath of the Wild, you had four. You had bombs, stasis, cry- cryonis, and magnesis. You had four. And then you had the little camera, which was another function. And then eventually the, the Master Cycle Zero when, when you got that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, literally, one of the rewards for the DLC was a motorcycle. You could ride around. The what if we up. put a fucking dirt bike in the game? I, I think I Link would like a dirt bike. It's a dirt bike. You could do little wheelies. You could do the little stoppy wheelie where you stop and the back wheel comes up. It's like a. What, uh, you could shoot fuck. arrows from isn't it? it. Isn't it Mario Kart where you can build the horse? Um, it looks like a horse with wheels. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's it, it looks like a unicorn and it has wheels on it Thanks. and a drive shaft. Thanks, Mario Kart. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so we've we've only seen a little bit of whatever new abilities, and it seems like because he doesn't have the Sheikah slate anymore, it seems like his abilities are coming from his messed up arm. Yeah, it, like gets rebuilt with some kind of ancient technology. Yeah, I mean, his like, golem arm or whatever robot. Yeah, arm. like it, it. It's it looks like the stuff we've seen on within like the Guardians tech, right? It has that same kind of glow yeah. to it. Um, People are saying that the Zonai are going to play a big part in the story because there's a whole part in the Breath of the Wild map in the Farron region where these like these ancient ruins of a civilization that once lived there called the Zonai. And the Zonai like refused to bend the knee to Hyrule's king, so they just left Hyrule. I think we're going to find out they they went into the they sky. Went in, in the sky. <laughs> they found a way to go to the sky. And Link's name is actually Luke. He's a Skywalker. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with Aonuma when he falls off the big sky and he's just like, well, let's just fall back down. I was just like, it does look really fun to just yeah, kind of when he's, free fall from the sky. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's see what happens down here now. Yeah, like, we're just going to go back to the ground now. It looks fun. It 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 looks like a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to play it. I actually need to play on my Switch a little bit here just to reconnect with the system because it's brilliant. Just to replay Breath of the Wild? Is that what I what I heard? Because that's I, what I'm planning to do. I need to just in play. The interim months. I need to play Breath of the Wild because I'm not oh. beginning to end that shit at all. At all. I got like seven minutes into that game and I was like, this is fucking huge. I'm going to go eat some wings. Seven minutes in? You haven't even seen the scope yet. That's correct. You're only on the Great Plateau. That's the, that's the little intro area. That yeah. You can't leave until you get all the abilities. I think I got all the abilities and got off the Great Plateaus where yeah, I think like I got. You so, meet the king and it gives you the paraglider. Yeah. You can yeah, glide I think down to the world. I'm pretty sure that's as far as I got. And then I was like, this is good. All right. Well, that takes more than seven minutes. I didn't. I, so. Maybe. <laughs> just saying. The Great Plateau. Even if you just went. From you know shrine to shrine to shrine to shrine, you're still talking about a half hour. Or so, yeah, well, okay, thirty minutes, <laughs> half hour, forty minutes. Did my grind? Seven minutes. Did my grind? And you haven't now... done one shrine in seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited that it's you know Nintendo, right? I mean, they, they it got delayed. It was supposed to come out in 2022. It got delayed to 2023. But what Awanuma said in the gameplay video is development is done. It's finished, right? We're not, you know, I'm sure there'll be DLC in the same way there was for the first game, right. but the main game is finished. And I, I, I respect Nintendo. 
I wish they would stop giving things release dates if they're going to inevitably have to push them back. Um, but Nintendo really does that. Nintendo will just say 2022 and then, oh, sorry, 2023. And then now we have an actual day, right? And we're going to hit that day. March 14th, here you go. Yeah, so I respect Nintendo in that regard of when they finally usually do give things a solid release date, they usually hit it. Um, we've had, I mean, Skull and Bones is a perfect example from Ubisoft. That game's had four release dates and hasn't hit any one of them. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> so there was even a tie-in comic book that came out the week that game was actually supposed to come out. Oh, no. But it didn't come out. That's so the tie-in comic funny. book has whatever. It's just a comic book now. <laughs> it's not tying into anything. <laughs> Tied into the space where that game was supposed to yeah. be. That's incredible. But so, yeah, I I, I have never been disappointed by a, a AAA Nintendo product, one of their franchise Marios or Metroids or Zeldas or Kirbys or any of those. They give a shit about them. It shows. They care about their IPs. It IP. shows. They're, 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 yeah. they're big IPs. They do, for sure. Um, so when they say it's done, I believe them. I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on it finally. I'm excited that hearing that it's done means it's not going to be moving from the release date. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit that release date. I'm ready. There's one game in between that I'm going to have to play, and it's Jedi Survivor. But that's going to be a quick little game. It's a little Star Wars game. It's great. I'm not sure it's going to be fun. How but, do you know uh, it's going to be little? I don't know. The first one was only like a 40, 50-hour game. It was only 40 or 50 hours. It was one whole work week. To finish, to finish Breath of the Wild, to say you're done and there's nothing more to do, you're yeah. talking 80 to 100 hours. That's fucking crazy. That's why I don't want to play that goddamn game all the way through. <laughs> that's why That's why well, you get that's off. Not, but that's not what I'm saying. I beat the game that's when I got off the I'm Great saying. Plateau. That's not what I'm saying, <laughs> first of all, and you know it. I know. If you just want to go through and do the story stuff and, and finish the game, yeah, you can do that in like 30, 40 hours. No, no doubt. But if you actually want to experience what Breath of the Wild is, yeah, you're talking like 80, 60, 80, 100 hours. You know, it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff to do. 312 hours is logged by his Nintendo. It's too much. That but <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, when you're a game, talking about playing through again, you're like, yeah, I'm going to have to revisit Breath of the Wild. When a game is designed to be that large. Right. Great. Right. I don't like the idea of games recently that have padded out their runtime to make them that large to make us feel like they're larger. I'm looking at you, Assassin's Creed games, uh, <laughs> because I'll tell you, I like Valhalla. I think it's a great game. But by the time I got to the end, the game should have been over 30 hours before. Right. That. He's like, that was fluff bullshit. Right, you you put in a lot of stuff that's just nonsense right. to pad out the runtime and make a, a 30, 40 hour game feel like a 60, 80 hour game. And that's not okay. If the 60, 80 hours are filled with substance, great. <laughs> but if you're just using nonsense fetch quests and escort missions to pad out your runtime, screw you. He's like, where the fuck's my cutscene? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but, uh, Again, I've never had a, a, any complaints about AAA Nintendo titles, so I'm 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 here. I'm excited. Okay, nerds. So yes, let us know if you're so excited about Zelda and other AAA Nintendo titles, and if so, what are you most excited for that's coming up in the future here? Um, there, there's a few things right on the horizon. We've touched on some of them recently. We did. We did that episode a while back about games. We did. Upcoming games. There, there's a lot out there that's going to be happening very soon. 
Uh, you can go to entertainthegeeky.com to follow us on all of our social media and to pick up a free copy of Merle's Truck Stop in Maine by using the promo code geek. Right geeky. there. Over Fuck there. Over there. There you go. There it is. Right there. <laughs> uh, so you can use promo code geeky to get your free copy of Merle's Truck Stop in Maine. We will be doing a playthrough on that soon. Finding the right group is something that we've been struggling with a little bit. Uh, mo that's mostly my fault. I'm going to level with you guys. I had a couple of people that I thought would be perfect and just scheduling conflicts have made it really difficult. Yes. We're adults and we have lives. Yeah, it sucks. We spend too much of them playing video games, apparently though. Or too much of them at work. Oh yeah. A third of our lives at work. It's bullshit, dude. You feel <laughs> cheated at the end of it. Um so yeah, thanks for hanging out. As always, stay geeky. So Bonus content. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. No, it's perfect. You have to do it. I don't have to I don't have to have a pre-recorded one to lay on it now. Right. Because sure. it's just there. Because yeah. I know Jason's gonna do it. I'm helping you out. Less work for you, bud. <laughs> Making my job easy. <laughs> Less work for you, bud. That's what I'm here for. Oh shit. There was something that I was gonna that I I had been thinking about while we were recording and it totally eluded me. Fuck. Doesn't that suck? Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but when your brains don't work right because you're getting old. I think that's what I'm experiencing. Yeah, we're it's, getting old. It's like dementia, I think. I'm getting older than you. I mean, yeah, a couple of years, a couple of years. I'll be 40 this year, man. Yeah, that's fucked up. So. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to do it. We're going to talk about it. We're just going to do it. Well, it's like when you go when you go to kiss somebody for the first time. If you talk about it, it's just going to make it awkward. You just kind of just have to dive in. So that's what we're going to do with fucking getting old. We're just going to dive in. It's I feel just like, going to happen. I feel like the first kiss uh, with Corey, I talked about it, and it was awkward, and that was something that was endearing to her. Really? Yeah. You were like, I am going to make a kiss on you now, and she was like, No, like, Ooh. I feel like it was something to the effect of, I'm going to be honest, I've been on a date in a long time, and I'm not really sure what the protocol is. <laughs> At the end of the night as I'm dropping you off at home. And I, if I remember right, I think she just leaned in to kiss me instead. That's totally different. That was you trying to be a gentleman. Well, but, but it was awkward. I, I didn't know what to do. You know right, I mean? but you also, you're like, okay, you obviously really liked this girl. You thought she was cute. So then you you go on a date together and you're like, do I fucking kiss her? Does that make me a piece of shit? Is she going to want to talk to me again well, after that? I don't know, that? yeah. Yeah, do I shake her hand? Like, yeah. what do I do at the I end of the can't read minds. I don't know how she's feeling. I shook Tara's hand the first time we met. That's lame. You're lame. Super lame. Super lame. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You're not lame. It is so lame, you're dude. Lame. But I was like, hi. And she was like, hey. But yeah, we went out on a date and and we got home and yeah, I wasn't I dropped her off at home and I wasn't really sure about the protocol cuz I hadn't been on a date in a long time. That was the first time I'd gone on a date in like years. And now here we are years later. And yeah, I'm now I'm she's my wife, so. You, you tricked <laughs> her into out. marriage and I she watches her. you play video games. I tricked her. I did. <laughs> I gave her I gave her this total <laughs> false reality of who I am and now she just has a boring fat old husband who sits on the couch playing video games all day. And you're like, you're going to sit there and watch me and you're going to pretend to like it. I don't know that she actually does like it, but she is good at pretending that she does. If she's pretending, she's very good at she it. She likes you and that's all that matters I think, there. Yeah, I think that's the reality. Plus, I mean, games nowadays, when we talked about that, when we did the game episode a few weeks ago or however long ago that was, mm -hmm. months probably at this point, um, games are entertaining 
when you cut out all the stuff in between the cutscenes. That's why there's whole YouTube videos of just watch the cutscenes. That, that was literally our Last of Us one that we were talking about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Last of Us is, yeah, it's just cutscenes. Because you right? said, dude, you the show's the just cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can totally agree with that. Like, if you're just catching those, oh, okay. So let's see the what the story is now. Moments. Yeah. 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 Or if there's like, a, there's sometimes where you can watch a cool fight in a video game and it, it's rad. Like watching you fight some big flesh abomination might be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, if I'm doing good in the fight, yeah. sure. Yeah, if I'm I mean, doing if, bad in the fight. If he's raking you over the coals, yes. it's probably not as cool. It's probably not entertaining. It's probably hilarious at do, that point. Do you, do, you think, do you think she would ever look at you and be like, God, you fight like such a bitch? I don't think she would ever use those words, but I, there's definitely been times <laughs> that she has witnessed me not on the top of my game, right, or, you right. just, or it just gets away from you, you know, and yeah. you just can't get it back. You have moments where you can't yeah. play for shit, and then you have other moments where you're like, I think I'm going pro. Yeah, where you're just killing it. <laughs> yeah. She says all the time, when I, when I will get done with something really big, right, or a big fight or a hard fight, wow, you made that look easy, and my response is always, it wasn't, <laughs> because it's not, right? Like, <laughs> I understand it looks easy. You look at her and you're like, it's not easy. Now you kiss me because <laughs> I'm your hero. I always tell her she just needs to play. I'm just like, you need to play. And you can see how easy it is. Right? You, you, it's easy. Look how easy I'm making it look. Right? You said I made it look easy. And then she's like, it's which, not easy. which one controls the camera? Which one controls the player? Well, Resident Evil 4, the yeah. remake incorporates the, the parry option with your knife oh, where you God. hit L1 right before a, a hit's about to connect. And yeah. You can parry almost anything in the game. Uh, you can even parry the big Garador's Vega claws on their hand when they come at you all crazy. Holy shit. You can chink, parry it away. <laughs> so... If you're doing well in a battle, it does look like you're you look a master. Unstoppable. Yeah, it does look like you're a master at this, right? Like, oh, shoot that guy, kick that guy in the face. Oh, block that guy, kick that guy in the face. Like, throw the grenade over at those guys. Like, it does make you look like you're a real yeah. badass. <laughs> look, look away after you throw the grenade because you're that cool. You know, you already know they're blowing up. Cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> they turn their backs and walk away. And that's exactly what I do when I play video games. <laughs> Well, I mean, hell, that might be true because nine times out of ten, you're doing something. If else, you've yeah. thrown a grenade at a group of enemies, it's because there was a bunch of them over there, but there's still a couple at your back. You got to turn right, around and deal right. with now that you've let that grenade go. So you do the cool guy thing. <laughs> so you turn around, you walk away. <laughs> you light a cigarette in game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's a good game though, man. It really is fun. I, I you know, in a couple, in a week or so, I will get Capuano on here to come and and review it with us i'm excited to have him on it i mean you know you haven't played it yet so no, i'm not gonna play it um <laughs> thanks all right I'm, I'm just being honest with you so here i don't even dedication to being a nerd right there i i so i'm a pc gamer and like if i game i game on there and i i'm not gonna do a 40 hour game in that time i know i won't resident evil 4 is not a 40 hour okay game, first of all okay well i thought it was i mean was... it can be if you do all the side content like me well, yeah, you you get every fucking dime out games of that game. Bro. I know, and you get all the money. I would experience them. everything the game has to offer before I could say I'm done. He's like, damn, that was a good game. And they're they're like, we had to make DLC just for you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to get your money's worth out of games, you know? I games don't. Are expensive. I don't disagree. They're very expensive. Yeah, they're getting um, more expensive. Shit, it's the regular sixty dollar price tag that has pretty much been the standard for 
last decade or so is now 70 on PS5 and Xbox Series X games. Well, that's a, that's one of those things that kind of blows my mind with it because you don't their expenditure on physical copies has gone down drastically. Yeah, but they still release them because they're still weirdos like me and Capuano who just prefer to have the physical copy of the game. I don't disagree with that at all. Here, yeah. I like collecting things. I like something tangible. So yeah, like I like with seeing music, my shelf full of games. Music, you know? I'll go buy a CD or a record or whatever so I can have an album. CD? What are you, 19, what are you from 1992? Yes. <laughs> yes. I reached. <laughs> I know, out, me too. <laughs> I reached out to a band recently and I was like, hey... Um, when you guys did this album, you released some bonus content or some bonus songs for it. Bonus content. <laughs> bonus content. I'm like, you did some bonus songs. I'm like, but I can't seem to find one of your CDs with that. Did you make one? Like they probably laughed at you. Like, what are you, an old man? Fucking CDs. They're like, dude, just get on YouTube. Digital. It's digital, bro. Dumbass. Yeah. No, I <laughs> I want the fucking CD with those songs. Yeah, I mean, I still put CDs in my CD player in my truck. I didn't have one for years. It's been like five or six years since I've had a CD player in car. I mean, most, yeah, I mean, I've, I don't buy new cars though, I guess. So that's yeah, no, we have, but I, I just bought an old car. Yeah. Old cars it's all have CD players. It's got a fucking CD yeah, player and it's great. It's just like old cars used to all have tape players. Oh yeah. Shit, my, my CD player, I think is a combination. I think you can put a tape down at the bottom too. God damn right. You can. <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> like God intended. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking you're a world world. Yeah. CDs. It's not a thing anymore. It is to me. No, this year, this year actually, uh, records outsold CDs for the first time since 1987. Yeah, everyone's uh, fun fact. uh, Everyone's all no, everybody retro because they want to collect. Yeah, that's what it is. Everybody wants to collect. Yeah, and I'm always going to collect games and comic books and have the physical thing in my hand. I'm not a digital guy. No, I I love I love having physical copies of stuff, and I think it's important to us as human beings. To have things that we can't take with us when we die. Yeah. So that somebody a, has to sort through that shit. Yeah. I have a customer who, uh, you know, he he comes in, he buys plenty of physical comics, but he reads a lot on digital as well. And I love the guy. He's a great guy. I think he's he's funny. He's, he, you know, he's into the same kind of stuff I've into. We, we like a lot of the same things. But every time he tells me about something he's waiting for on digital, it's just, he's like, he's stabbing me in the heart. <laughs> you don't say that in this place. <laughs> This is a place of business. I'll just wait and get that one on DC Universe. Like, uh, 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 uh. this isn't a place of digital. You don't ever say that in your fuck face. <laughs> no, nah, I respect it though. You know, if you want to do it that way, do it that way. I don't want to do it that way, and I don't prefer that people do. But it's your life. You do what you got to do. 